Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm still Hector. <laughs> How's it going, still Hector? I am, uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, usually this is the portion where we uh, do a little banter and, and talk about a little something, you know, totally non-related to the podcast. But I'm going to switch it up a little bit, man. I want okay. to uh, I want to give a, a huge shout out to all the fans, all the musicians, all the local people that have supported us so far. This is our 10th episode, and we just hit 1,000 fans on Facebook, and Yay. I could not be more excited about about that um yeah. that is a testament to to just you know people supporting us and and just having our back for this uh uh, for this venue, for this you know, for this outlet for musicians to get on here and and, and talk about their music, man. And I, I is this just the tenth ex- one too? This is the tenth one. Yeah, there you go, perfect timing. Double digits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a thousand, a hundred per episode. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm thrilled, man. I mean, having hit a thousand uh, on on Facebook, fans of fans, a thousand followers on Facebook. Um, I, I'm thrilled about that. That's yeah. that's pretty awesome. So absolutely, man. So I have a weird thing that I'm excited about today. I um. So for my wife's birthday, um, I bought her, this is a terrible idea, by the way, never buy your wife a vacuum cleaner for her birthday, but I, I bought her a, like one of those automated ones, you know, the robot ones that go around? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's just the coolest thing. I, my house is usually pretty gross, but it's so clean. So now. can I just, I just have this I little just, robot that just cleans my can house. Can I just tell you, and you have dogs, so, yeah. so you know, we have, we have dogs, I have German Shepherd, I got a little Shih Tzu Poodle mix or whatever, yeah. and uh um, shit poo. The, yeah, it's a shit poo, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the issue I have, because my wife's birthday is actually coming up uh, in, in, in like a week, actually. Right. Um, and uh, one of the things that she mentioned was she wanted one of these Roomba, you know, robot vacuum cleaner things. Yeah. And um, my hesitation is, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's like videos going around oh, YouTube okay. where like your dog has an accident in the house and the Roomba doesn't know. The Roomba oh, just yeah, goes over yeah. it and decides it's going to like smear it all well, over you, the house. You've got to get one of these really fancy ones that I got and it has like LiDAR and stuff and it can see stuff in its way. Oh, you've wow. got to get a really, really posh one. That's the way to do it. So it can tell if there's like yeah. crap on the ground. Yeah, we got the... <laughs> Literally? Yeah, we got like the extra bougie oh, one. see, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, totally. that's awesome. <laughs> but it's like, I, d- I don't know. It was it it was worth it though because like, I don't know, we'll never have to... If it, I assume it doesn't break in five minutes and never going to have to vacuum the house again, which is pretty cool. So what I'm hearing is that you now have R2-D2 vacuuming your floors. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Um, there's a thing on Netflix called, I think it's called like Sex, Death and Robots. And anyway, there's a, the first episode in the new season is where one of those vacuum cleaners goes rogue and like kills everyone in the house. It's pretty good. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hope that does not happen because <laughs> that would make for a really bad birthday present. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Anyway, um, without further ado, we have Josh Miles here with us today on Five Six One Music. How are you doing, Josh? I'm good. I'm good. How about you guys? Yeah, Happy to good, be here. Man. Yeah. So it's really nice to have Josh here. Um, we've uh, I've, I've known Josh. We've known each other for quite a long time. Um, mm-hmm. First met when you came around my house years ago, and oh, yeah. and I was like. Uh, trying to give you advice and stuff about and we were talking about i think we were playing like voodoo child or something like that yeah you taught me like i actually used a lot of the you've given me we've had like two or three moments where you've because like you're such a good musician you've like bestowed a lot of musical knowledge and i'm pretty sure i've actually used a lot of them to great effect like that night you taught me about voodoo child right and then i don't know if you remember but we played a gig at the dubliner then like i do remember months later and i showed you and like you kind of like we did we then i did like a steve that's I don't. We don't do it as much anymore, but we do like a Stevie Wonder, Jimi Hendrix mashup. We do superstition in the Judah, in the Voodoo Child. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of what you taught me, I like used in that arrangement. And oh, stuff. that's sick. That yeah, awesome. Yeah, but we go way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over the years, you've done. I, I've I've 
been lucky enough to be, you know, had have little cameos. Like there's mm-hmm. there's some sax of mine on on um, that Shout Love song. Yeah, you play all the sax on Shout Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and uh, and then weirdly, even though I'm not a drummer, I got to play drums at that one gig. What was <laughs> yeah, it? Like, Maxie's. Yeah, Maxie's. Maxie's yeah. years ago. That was actually fun, man. That yeah, was fun, yeah. I think yeah. the first three quarters of it were good. And I, I, but I had, by the time I had a couple of beers, it started going with South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had fun, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really nice to have you here. Like, yeah, um, happy to be here. I know that like when I first got to hear you uh, play music, I was just immediately jealous of, of the of the of your voice because it's something that you know i it's something that i've had to work on through through my life and and it was never like the hundred percent of the strongest part of my musicianship i just first time i heard you sing i was like god damn it (laughs) 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 that's what it's meant to sound like (laughs) (laughs) that's that's an effect to have on people right (laughs) the first impression is they're like hi (laughs) bastard (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway i've I've always been very much a huge fan of of you and your voice and your music but oh thank you man thank you kind of like what you said how you say like um um like like your vocals for you or something that like uh that you had to do like work on to get to a certain point over the course of your life that's how i am with like literally everything else you play so okay. <laughs> like <laughs> i guess it's like we're at, at the at the least i can say is we're even so oh, you're an incredible i'll musician. tell you that it makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> um so yeah let's get to it um why did you start playing music originally i know it's a big question oh wow jesus um uh like what was the uh, that's why Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. My parents, are, <laughs> my, my parents are pastors, so I guess I'll start right. there. Um, my that parents are right. like, um, um, both my parents are like from Haiti, lived there, like grew up there, went to college there, and then came to like at least high school there, and can, then came here, and then both of them have been in ministry their entire time. So that's like probably like the biggest influence yeah. on my music. Um, I didn't really sing in church like as a small child or anything, but um, my mom was definitely one of those moms who was like in her house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, you know, very few secular artists I was allowed to listen to besides, you know, like the Stevie Wonders of the world, you know, most of Michael Jackson. Um, that was probably mostly it, you know, Stevie Wonder, um, you know, you know, like that was, you know, like, so other than that, it was all Christian music, like Southern gospel music. So like Bill Gaither and stuff like that. And like all those always had incredible singers. And then like, you know, there was no lip syncing in, in like gospel music, you know, so. Everybody was incredible, but the kind of gospel music I grew up was like Southern gospel. Right. So like... Um, if like it's like its own little world. If you if you haven't like like if you like, but it's like Bill Gaither and David Phelps. But like um yeah um, but if I were to like connect it back to like a moment, it was it would probably be with them. I used to watch these like Bill uh, Billy Graham, the famous pastor, had these like these things called like the homecoming um videos, and he would have like right. all the famous people in Southern gospel music would get together in like a room, and then they'd have a piano player and they'd sing all these old songs. But on one of them, there's this one where uh, David Phelps, who to this day I believe he's not the most well known. I guess there's a pit, there's a major league baseball pitcher by the same name. I think he's right. more famous. But this guy is probably the best singer alive, in my opinion. Oh wow! And okay. he probably is the reason I started singing. To be honest with you, um, he has right. this recording of him singing "It Is Well with My Soul," right? And um, his part, it's a, a few of them sing, but his section that he takes, which is like the last section, I might have been like six, anywhere from five to seven years old, and I just remember sitting in front of like like this the tv and like watching it and just like first time i got like goosebumps yeah like first i was like oh my god and i didn't really at that point i didn't know i wanted to sing but i did understand that like there's like this like otherworldly 
place that like yeah. singing can take you to sure. and like that because that's what happened to me when i heard david phelps sing that song so that was the first time i experienced that for real and then like that kind of always that like really that made like music a thing for me like not just singing like music like i understood music I, like music i felt like i felt music differently after that experience and then yeah. couple that with uh my dad has this like i just talked to my brother about it the other day my dad taped the um, Michael Jackson had like a twenty first or thirty. I can't. I can't know what. I don't know what the math was. But I was about like five, right. or at the time, and he did like this huge show at Madison Square Garden. I mean, when I t- it's like the ultimate Michael Jackson show. Like it was like it started off. He the opener was like him with the Jackson Five, and then right. like he did like everything from his career from beginning to end. It's like oh my God. it's the only. It, yeah, it's like it, when my kids ask like who Michael Jackson. Twelve hour show, man. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's and he performs the whole thing. It's wow. un- unbelievable. It like makes you realize like the level of showmanship. But like he from beginning to end, and my dad taped the whole thing, and um, yeah. all the way from like Jackson Five to like you rock my world. Wow, and it's incredible. And he does the whole thing. And so I saw that, and I I watched that video like thousands and thousands and thousands of times, you know. Right. I mean, those two things right there, like, um, are the the the, the, and like as weird and and as eclectic as those two those two elements are, but those two are probably like the the reason like music is so significant to me that I would probably start wanting to do it for a living, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now I I I mean you know the church thing was -hmm. definitely influential on me too. Mm -hmm. That's when I realized that. I was I could sing, you know, yeah. for sure. Like I, you sort of, you know, when you're with a bunch of other people who find it more difficult, and you're like, oh, yeah, and then you're kind of. I remember being a bit embarrassed because you know my church upbringing was like Church of England, you know, tea with the vicar. Everyone's all shy. Yeah, and like you know, those choirs are amazing. They they are pretty good. Like, actually. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Yeah, I grew up I grew up singing that music in school, and that right. was like my main exposure to music. Right, was like you know like chorus. Yeah, so I love like you know like yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, like those old church choirs. Love that stuff. But yeah, yeah. no, you know, the church and it's a you know it's a pretty universal. Thing. Yeah, and I, that's where I learned how to sing in harmony as well and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of the few places left on earth where it's like, you know. People who can't sing have to sing still. You know, like yeah. I feel like we don't yeah. get we yeah. don't gather around too many campfires and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day there were a lot, I feel like there were a lot more things like earlier in humanity, you know, like sure. where we got together and made noises with our mouths. But nowadays I'll, if you don't yeah. go to church, you don't ever have to sing in your life. <laughs> I'll tell you, some of the some of the coolest uh coolest singing I've seen on T V has been some of the um it's, it's probably like once a year I catch it on TV or whatever. Um, they, they probably have it once a year. Is uh, the the gospel choir competitions and stuff that oh, they do? Yeah, they're like, and I think actually some of them are like the Southern gospel mm-hmm. choir competitions. Mm-hmm. Like unbelievable. I mean, like like just the harmonies, the men, the women, like children. I mean, yeah, everything yeah. like this, the harmonies, and then you get a couple of solo artists come out and they mm-hmm. they sing with the choir and stuff, and it's like holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's a whole <laughs> oh, it's world. Amazing. It's a whole tradition, and, and you know, it's in my opinion, like to get really down to it, to me, it's like one of the most important elements of American culture is it's part of. Yeah, um, is that is that gospel. Um, tradition and and there's a few different like southern gospel then there's like black gospel and then there's like like north that northeastern you know there's different factions yeah. of it but sure it influences so much and then you have like kirk franklin and modern gospel which which influences like you know hip-hop even you know to sure. this day you know like so you know and 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 growing up around that i feel like being it's like completely different like i remember even like it was so my like you know like 
when I tell you, like, if you've, unless you've, I mean, in South Florida, you guys have probably had Caribbean friends and Haitian friends. So if you've sure. known, like, what a lot of Haitian kids have grown up like, like, I, when I tell you I was not allowed to watch most things, I was not allowed to watch most things. Right. Gotcha. So, like, so, like, it was, um, so most of what I was, like, being exposed to was actually, because if it was secular music, it had to be really good. Like, right. the best music out there, like CB Wonder or Michael Jackson. And if it was church music, it was church music. So the singers were really good. So, yeah. like, I even remember seeing, like, award shows. And, like, there was the first time I ever saw, like, lip syncing. And I was like, wait, like, these people aren't really singing well. Like, what is going yeah. on? Like, <laughs> right. like, I remember being like, it was like, I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, and because I hadn't, like, it wasn't, like, something that I had seen often, yeah. you know. So, but, yeah. Totally. Um, just uh, on, on the subject of uh, your early years and stuff, mm-hmm. um, seeing as you mentioned it earlier, tell us the story of this hat you're wearing because that was pretty oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, this hat, the Cowtown Brush-Up hat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, it's my dad's. He had it when he was he was a uh, well. He works for the Westgate CRA in West Palm Beach right now. But when we, I was born in Texas, which is one of the reasons I love this hat so much. But I, I was born in Texas, lived there till I was ten. Right. Um, all the sports and all that. You know, Where Cowboys, in Texas? Dallas. Right. Yeah. Nice. Oak Cliff, which okay. is same place and hospital as Stevie Ray Vaughan and Sean Martin actually. Ooh, well, there you go. Which is like two famous. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I was born there, and um, so my dad pretty much the entire time that I lived there worked for the Fort Worth CRA and the Cowtown Brush Up. If you're from Dallas or Fort Worth, you know what it is. It's like that downtown like event. It's like a community event. There's like town cleanups and like um, exhibits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And and uh, yeah, so and you get there's a hat every year, and I, usually they have the year on them. This one doesn't, but it could be from like, it's got to be from like it could be from ninety eight, ninety nine, or something neat. like that. But still holding on. That's yeah, cool. still in there. Yeah, Texas. You know, <laughs> it's a little down. <laughs> so, do you have a writing process when it comes to writing your music? Uh. No, I mean, yeah, yes and no. Like, I think because my upbringing in music and my experience in learning it was so like eclectic, I, yeah. I like I learned song crafting in so many different ways. Right. That like it it doesn't it kind of kind of not really. It kind of d- depends on whatever happens first. Yeah. And I feel like I have yeah. like protocol for whatever comes first. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So if, <laughs> if the lyrics come first, you know how to turn that. If the music, yeah, no, I yeah, yeah. You, you do the same thing. You know, exactly. like it's not always like I. I think when people ask me that question, they think like, oh, what comes first? And it's not always the same thing. You know, but there's like yeah. a protocol. You know, it's like so if I have music first, which happens a lot more lately because I'm always you know learning my instruments and stuff. Yeah. Um, if it's music, you know, I try to flesh it out, you know, vibe it, like, you know, figure out how I want it to make me feel, you know, just the music. And then, um, if I put lyrics on top of it, I figure out what I want to say before anything, even like with my, no matter what music I'm making, no matter what genre, I always try to figure out what I want to say before I start writing lyrics. Yep. Um, yep. and then, and then try to write lyrics in a way that makes somebody would make somebody feel like they were having a conversation. About yeah, I feel like if you just come up with yeah. a lyric and you haven't decided what the grand theme is, it's like uh, it just ends up gibberish. That's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it ends up like ninety-eight percent of radio music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I have in my phone. Um, I, I have like like themes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'll just kind of every time I think, anytime some thought or lyric comes to me, it's on one of the general themes of the five or six different songs I'm currently brewing, <laughs> and I'll stick it in. Yeah, like, on that he, note, you he's know? just got like, like just a plethora of just lyric sheets and things in his phone. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. send him an idea oh, yeah. for Killbillies. I'll be like, hey, you know, what about this chord progression or something? And he goes, I have lyrics for that. That's perfect for this. Let me file through well, my right, drafts. <laughs> I was gonna say. Actually, I was going to say that right now, Kilbilly's process of writing, because we're writing an album right now, and what we've been doing is Hector sends me an idea, 
a musical idea mm-hmm. that, uh, and then and exactly what he said and, uh, and then I'll be like okay well I've been thinking about this let's and that'll be the seed and then we'll jam it and and you know and just flesh it out and yeah. make up a middle eight and stuff and, and yeah. that's great man like that's cool too like I mean and like you know just being prepped like and, and I, I actually try, I, I do hip hop as well not with like this project but like right. with like hip hop rapping and something and stuff like that it's because it's, I love it so much it's something that's very intimidating to me but you really sure. do have to like write by volume almost. You really yeah. like, kind of like, like you really just have to like anytime a beat is on you like has because in the moment when you really want to find something, you know, like at least I'm not like I'm not like Jay Z or something. I'm not like you know like just coming up, you know. So yeah. like it's easy. So like kind of like how you do like you know having that it, it always helps. You know. Yeah. Like, so yeah. are you writing when you're writing whether it's the hip hop or whether whether it's your your regular stuff? Um, are you writing like line by line for your lyrics or do you or are you just kind of just putting ideas down and just letting it flow and kind of piecing it together? Um, that changes too. Like that can be anything from sometimes it's like, so with this stuff, like with Jamin, the sweet stuff in general, a lot of that can be like what I write and what I come up with is pretty much what's in the song. Um, and especially lately I've wanted to want it to be more that way because I'm always trying to be as soulful as possible. And I feel like the more you think about how you want to present an idea, you know, like the less soulful it can become. So like if, if so with, with jam in the suites and stuff, if I want the hook to be like three words, I'll make it, you know, like, you know, so it's, that's more like line by line, like yeah. how you're talking about. Um, but with like the hip hop stuff, I want it to be like, I, I, you, I feel like I, you can't be lazy with how you present it and how you deliver it. Not yeah. that I'm la- lazy with that other right. stuff. So yeah. sometimes I like, sometimes with the hip hop stuff, especially when I started, I would do like uh, a stream of consciousness. So I'll write down everything I think about that I want to say in yeah. a way that is not musical at all. And then I'll read that and then either make like a poem or like lines or lyrics or, or, or Well, it probably has it. to be more deliberate. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you can't like, you know, it's just like rapid fire words. Sure. You know, yeah. like you yeah. got yeah. you know, to. I liked <laughs> it when you said like, you know, it's like by volume. Because like when I've written rap in the past and hip hop, I've, I've, I've just exactly that. I've a whole load of stuff down and then I just kind of condensed it. Yeah. To the best bits, you know, just squished it and squished, squished all the bad stuff out until it's just the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, 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 that's typical. I feel like the best, some of the best works have come about like that. Especially my favorite, like you know, like like the legend. You hear the legends of like the best albums of all time, like Thriller and stuff. Like Questlove, yeah. I was ro- watching an interview with Questlove, and he said that like he got somebody for his birthday gave him the the Pro Tool session of Thriller, and he's like, yeah. what we hear on like or or sorry, not Thriller, Pyt. Okay. And he was like, what we hear on PYT is like only like less than 30%. He, and he might have even said 10%, like oh some small God. percentage of all the sounds that were recorded for that song. Wow. So, and he was like, and so much of it. So like, it's it's cool when you can like, and not everybody has the resources to make music this way. But, yeah. you know, when you can when you can just have like a large volume of something and cut it down, I always feel yeah. like you can have, yeah. you make really, really dope shit that way. Yeah. You know. Prince was uh, notorious for doing that. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, um, yeah. I had a... I, I was fortunate enough to. Um, uh, I was. I'm an artist, and so I was doing a, a painting in in Minnesota, and I got to go to Paisley Palace and stuff. Mm. And uh, just I, first of all, the studio setup there is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's so oh ridiculous. yeah, I hear people and, talking about like I worked at Paisley Park for like four years. Yeah, oh, his house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and and you know, there's a there's actually a, besides the studio and all the other stuff in there, and yes, it is his house. There's there's an actual nightclub in there, and every now and then he would just open it up and throw a party and then people would come in and it would just be a nightclub and on any given night that the nightclub was open he could just all of a sudden walk out on stage and start playing his guitar oh and like jam yeah it was gosh. crazy but but to that you know to your earlier point though they uh 
while we were there, they were they were showing us some um, uh, some unreleased songs and stuff like that. That they will like they only like they have one or two songs that are um, that they play in the studio for you as part of the tour, and and it's just you know like an unreleased song or whatever. And they do that; they isolate parts of the track and this and that. And it's just like there's got to be like a hundred tracks on these things, mm-hmm. and it's and you know. To the to the naked ear, I guess you know you're listening to it, and it's like you know your drums, bass, guitar, vocals, you know your basic stuff. But like they really start isolating this stuff, and you're like, holy crap! There's like a million things in this song. You don't even realize it's there. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and yeah oh. especially for that to be a song that like you know never got released. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Well, he, and that's like I feel like that's a very class. Like you know, in my opinion, that's how the classics. A lot of yeah. the classics are made. Yeah, like, yeah. Throwing, a, you know, doing a lot. Is there anywhere that um? People can listen to the the hip hop you've been making. You... Not really yet. I've done a few features. So like <laughs> right. my hip hop project's called Black Josh. Right. Um, it's different. Um, <laughs> like I always feel like uh, to some extent, you know, like I have to like do a disclaimer. Like the opinions and things that are stated in Black Josh are not necessarily held by JM in the Sweets. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. But no, it's it's cool. It's a new thing for me. Um, I'm 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 stoked about it. Um, I have a few features out. Um. With like, I basically the, the the collective, the collective and producer I've been doing with in this ninety culture, right? And um, so I'm on two tracks with him. Um, he's got cool. a new P- EP out called Socialites, right? Um, so if you Instagram ninety culture, you is can find all that local stuff. Local fella, yeah, yeah. He's like he is like get him on this here. is a very lofty like word to throw in the hip hop community. But I feel like I've worked with him long enough. One, he's a genius. Two, right. he's like wow, South Florida, like my like like. The closest thing I've ever met and experienced to like Jay Dilla. Wow. Was, like, wow. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, he's, think he'd come out, come here and talk yeah. to us? We yeah, should, sure. We yeah, we, can, we should get Ant. If you're, yeah, if you ever see, if you see this, bro, you got to roll through, man. Like, yeah, yeah the, the people need to find out more about you for sure, man. He's, <laughs> he's so sick. Um, and, um, and it's, 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 it's obvious because like when I'm at his studio, um, like you need all like the some of the best like musicians and rappers in like the whole like south of Orlando come through there, you know, and try cool. to get beats from him. But like, I've, yes. I've been with him and he's been teaching me about uh, production too. I've been pr- producing my own stuff. And yeah. Um, but yeah, if you just follow him on Instagram and um, a lot of his right now, all the stuff that I have out is, is, is projects with him. Right. Um, but I am working on my own EP. Um, we got my own whole thing going. So once that's out, yeah, it, you'll definitely be able to find it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, Black Josh on Instagram, BLK underscore. Josh, it's a private page, but like if you request me, I'm not like a super asshole, but you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest. Now it's just like more of like a gimmick thing, you know, esoteric, whatever. Right, gotcha. <laughs> I'm looking but forward yeah. to hearing it. Though it sounds cool, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, thanks. yeah. So uh, this is always a fun one. Do you practice? And if so, how much and what? Yes, I practice all the time. Like, I mean, right. anybody that's ever spent a significant amount of time with me, I've always practiced. I and I believe in that 100. percent Like, yeah. I believe that. Like, that's uh, awesome. Um. I respect that. Like yeah. you know, some people don't, and some I, I do a bit. I do, but not as much as I should. But yeah, like, mm-hmm. t- tell us about it. So I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, like I mean, I guess everything kind of like goes back to like how I what I how I grew up as a musician. One, like there's practical reasons why I have to practice all the time. Um, I didn't play anything other than my voice. I didn't. My only instrument until I was 20 was my voice. Right. And I grew up, you know, classically trained singer, musical theater, different genres, doing studio sessions in college, and. Uh, got a scholarship for vocal performance in college so like my mindset my entire life up to that point was you're a singer and like you sing at like you 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 know you, you your instrument is at a level that you're not you're, like you learn and people told me this you know like you know you, if you focus on singing you'll be fine don't like worry about like anytime I, I heard a really good musician they're like oh you'll be fine so I never really right. I, 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 I like you know piano proficiency in college that was pretty much it okay so 
Um, fast forward, I drop out of college or flunk out because I stopped going to classes on it. That's like the, the truth of the story. <laughs> but um, anyway, I start, I, I'm not in college anymore. And I'm like, what do I do? I start going to um, auditions and stuff as a singer. So like, you know, audition and did a little work for Disney. And like I went to like really? went to, went to, went to, would live in New York part time and do auditions and like little shows and stuff. But all that was like as a singer on my off time, picked up guitar and practice guitar a ton because there was just like a lot of downtime like a lot of alone time you know whether yeah. i was at my dad's house working construction or i was like in new york like on somebody's couch there was just a lot of in between auditions and rehearsals yeah. so i i spent like hours a day learning guitar from like you know sounding like you know what somebody sounds like when they first like a six-year-old you know yeah. i'm still not great at guitars you know like as like you know as you'll hear you know like but um you know so i had no choice i had to, so at some point you know um, I started going to open mic nights, started putting together a band, and, um, you know, I felt like I, need, I had to catch up. I still feel that way. Like, I need to catch up. At what point, so when I met you, and and, and you, how long had you been playing out at that point? Um, not long. When you met me, because right. when you met me, it was like right around when I had just met Virgil. So, like, yeah. probably, like, who knows if I was, I probably just started playing out when you met me. You right. know, like, Virgil was really the one that, I, so I, we um, met at this, so... You know, South Florida. Like, I feel like, you know, did he meet you at the uh, Swampgrass? Um, Swampgrass, yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, okay. open jams are so important to the scene, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, they're not happening as much as they used to. But the open jam at Swampgrass is where I met Virgil. Yeah, that's where I met Jason Stander, who was my first drummer. Shout yeah. out to Jason, Jason Stander. Yeah, beat um, minds. I was thinking about yeah, beat minds. I was thinking about him the other day. I feel like you know the universe put him in my life as like my last official music teacher in a lot of ways because he was just like older than us and he had so much experience and you know i learned a lot from him anyway yeah um yeah so i met virgil at swampgrass around that time and that's kind of when i met you around the same time because we recorded yeah. shout love like yeah yeah so that was like around the beginning that was a funny period for me because the kill believes that virgil uh, shout out to virgil virgil price the homie virgil What's price up? the third love um, love you man yeah man um yeah like Hillbilly's the um, sort of version one. It was kind of, I don't know, falling to pieces at that point. And, um, and then I was playing with Virgil. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I ended up um, playing with Ben Stokes as well. Yes. And, and then Ben, st- shout out to Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes, the homie. <laughs> yeah. <bro. laughs> and, then, and, and then uh, me and Virgil and Ben were doing this thing, um, Ben Charles and the Whales, which is a short-lived project where I was... I remember that. Yeah, it was fun, except that I didn't have any direction. Uh, Occasionally, we sounded really good, but but it didn't have any focus. What I remember most is y'all gigged y'all's asses off. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. Y'all, y'all played so much. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. But I don't think, but I don't, I don't think we ever figured out what we were trying to be. I think mm-hmm. that was the problem with it. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, that, and that can happen. That's like, that's a whole. That's another South Florida thing. And South Florida is one of those towns where you, you know, technically you can't make a great living just playing in bars around here. You know, like yeah. if you, you know, like between you expand your area and you, if you're, if you, you make sure what your product is is good enough. But at times you can get lost in that, and it can like because I've gone through it with my project too with, with Jam in the Sweets and. Um, you can you can kind of like face this like and sometimes I feel like you know like trying my best to like have something that lasts and, and reaches my long term goals learning from the bands around me I feel like that's one of the things that causes like a lot of projects short circuit is getting caught up in the gigging yeah it's like I agree you got five guys you make you can make great money gigging you literally can make six figures gigging even if it's in a band you know yeah, yeah. much more even more even more when you're solo you know so 
you know, so if you get caught up in that and that's what you do, you know, I feel like it can make certain things stale and then, you know, certain things start to pop up. Who knows what can happen? Not that that's what happened to you guys, but. Well, no, but in a way it did. But there was other things going on too. You know, I've been pretty open about it. Was, like at the time I was drinking too much and stuff and that didn't help. And, 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 mm. and also, uh, like at the time it was right around the sort of time when Virgil and you were working a lot together mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he, he was splitting his kind of thing and it ended up going more towards what you were doing and um which turned out to be a good thing in a way because you know i kick-started killbillies again and which is honestly what yeah i realized that you know that was what i was more about anyway and and so and so got that the wheels rolling back on that and you know stopped drinking and then figured out got my life back on track a little bit that always always helps man yeah exactly yeah um but uh yeah so you know we we've played with a lot of the same people you know ben oh, was yeah. in jam the sweets for a long time ben was like ben is yeah ben is he what he brought so ben was my drummer after jason and he's probably like my longest tenured drummer yeah and ben you know he's up in daytona now but ben is the homie he taught yeah. like i learned Sick so much drummer. about playing he's such a good drummer and like yeah. such a cool dude everyone yeah. loves him for good reason you know he's everybody's favorite yeah um at least was when he played with us and i'm sure where, whoever he's playing with he's everybody's favorite up there you know yeah, yeah. and um but yeah ben i love you to death man you're the yeah, homie we, we're definitely gonna do something again soon but yeah i learned that he was we i loved playing with him and love anytime i get to play with him he's the homie and he and like you said he's so so talented and yeah his brother nat stokes is like you know a florida drumming legend you yeah know? like so you know i guess it runs in the family so but um, yeah yeah ben stokes man much love man I there's, <laughs> there's this thing with with um uh, with james the other guy in Kilbillies other than me and Hector um, he always laughs because at some point in every story I go oh yeah he lived with me for a while yeah. but, but Ben <laughs> so, he did live with me for yeah, a while Ben's revolving couch man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah man yeah 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 he's, yeah. he's the homie man Totally. It's like for some reason there's always there's always a point in every story where I'm like, no. Oh, so, so yeah, he, he that was when he lived with me. Or yeah. no, I'm trying to think, did I live with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, sure. I don't know if I'm a little offended that I've never lived with Ben. Uh, yeah. I've never been asked to live with Ben. I'm a little offended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, between you and Virgil, you know, like because like I, I I like I technically like sometimes like I don't think I've ever technically lived with Virgil, but there's been plenty of extended amounts of time where I've like been at his house more than anyone else's. So. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, that. yeah, you know. So I I totally feel that. Yeah. Well, when Virgil was in gardens, I was pretty much living there at one point. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Good times, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, in terms of JM and the Sweets, do you have any uh, future plans? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we're like, at this point, like how you mentioned, like with the whole Prince thing, like a lot of the guys I look up to have like a, a couple of habits. One is backlogs and two is like notoriously like long recording times. And I think that that's us, you know, like because honestly, when um, Soul Village came out, in um 2017 i'm pretty sure i'd already had like at least ideas or like you know concepts for stuff that i wanted to do for this album that we still haven't finished yet you know right. so like so it's been a while um but yeah like that has been the thing that i've been doing for the last that's been like the number one like monkey on my back finishing this this current album south florida soul volume two the feels um for years now you know and we're yeah. and i'm still trucking away at it and not that not that there was any moments that we weren't working on it but so but now it's the whole we're at, honestly at the home stretch and i'm excited um um for, for everybody to hear it soon it's definitely something that i've like uh it's like a, a piece of me in a way that like a lot of like it's nothing I, that i've done before ha- has been yeah you know? so i'm excited yeah. about that um That's on cool. top of that we have a ton of like like i have a ton of other like content that i'm making with them that we have coming out and we're working on 
that I want people to see. Yeah, you anyway. say you do, you're doing something over at 4010. Yeah, 4010. Shouts out to the Spread the Dub guys. Up, um, guys? Um, down in West Palm. Um, unbelievable studio. Um, we've been rehearsing there. We've been working on a project that we're actually going to do this week. I don't want to say too, too much about it, but right, like, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. it'll be our, uh, you know, like so like the five of us, the core, you know, me, uh, uh, um, me, Virgil, Michael Perry, uh, Lorenzo Lindo, Dyrell Brown, who is like my drummer now, who is right. phenomenal, love him to death. Um, and Ver- I think that's, I think I said all of us. Yeah, and me, yeah, so all five of us, we haven't played together since Valentine's Day. So right. what we've been working on at 4010 now is our like reintroduction to everybody. Okay. And so everybody will get to see it. It'll be available everywhere. I don't want to say too, too much about what it is or what it's about, but yeah. it's something that's really important to me. And I'm excited for it to like, for, for this to be how we reintroduce ourselves to everyone. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I get, Lorenzo is such a good bass player, man. Yeah, so crazy. awesome. Crazy talented. So awesome yeah, to watch he, him play. Crazy engineered too. He's just yeah. he's a super, super talented dude. Yeah, I remember like picking up a few, listening to him talking about like, you know, pl- placement of overheads and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, in terms of your recording setup, I know you were talking about um, how you were trying to sort of get a handle on logic and stuff did you find that um the whole kind of lockdown and everything was uh like because i know that my home studio setup got way better when all of this yeah. <laughs> like as, as did set- most yeah <laughs> right i'm sure right right well my home studio setup was like not even close to a thing you know right. um before the pandemic my home studio was uh i guess my home studio setup sort of was like my amp when i wasn't using it for gigs and my speaker when i wasn't using it for gigs set up in my uh girlfriend brandy's mom's garage and that was it you know yeah. now um you know we have an apartment and i have like a like i have like an interface and stuff i'm i still th- most of the gear i still haven't like used yet because i need lorenzo to lorenzo if you're watching this i still need you to help me uh, run it all <laughs> and stuff but yeah like uh this quarantine has helped me, like this quarantine is um you know you know, there's been a lot of bad, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of human loss um, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's been disastrous and that's not something to like, you know, shrug at. But, no. you know, it's been a w- really weird how like we've adapted to the situation and, you know, right. different things that have come about. And yeah, like this has been one of the most like, I don't know, like change filled times for me as a person, especially as an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, picked up photography and stuff. But like production has been one of the it's one of the, like things that happened at the tail end. Like I remember this thing has gone on for so long that like. Production wasn't even on the list of things that I wanted to do. I was like, let me get better at guitar and everything will probably be back to normal by then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, eventually, I, you know, I'd always wanted, I got a computer and um, I'm working on Logic and it's, I've been trying to like just teach myself whatever skill I feel like I need to help me get to where I want to go. Yeah. Um, and production's helped and I've been blessed enough to be around like Lorenzo and Ann yeah. and like Virgil, you know, guys yeah. that have like so much ex- like experience in different capacities of production i feel like virgil is so explosively creative oh yeah you know, yeah that's exactly like, that's a, that, that's a, such a good way to put it yeah yeah it's i you know i when we get together it's been a while since we've written together but we write a lot of music fast you know like mm-hmm. just all this stuff just appears and and i, I i've always really enjoyed having a foil you know like to mm-hmm. write with and Virgil's one of the best foils you could ask for. He comes up with loads of ideas, you know. So. I mean, Virgil is, it's so funny, like, Virgil, like, me and Virgil connect on the basketball thing a lot. Yeah. And Virgil is, like, in, in on basketball teams, you have, like, the glue guy. And yeah. there's, like, famous ones, like, you know, the Mar- Lamar Odoms of the world, Jason Terry, whatever. Um, 
and um, he's. And made I was me always rethink. a bit jealous of your basketball um, thing because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on oh, at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's, yeah he's, he, he's like a huge basketball fan. He, he can actually play, man. A lot. Of, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. He's like you know, tall white surfer, white dude. But like, let me tell you, like anybody I play with, I, I run with a lot of different people, and like he, he Virgil's good anywhere. Like he yeah, can man. play. But anyway, um, he's like a glue guy. His he's maybe rethink what creativity is because, right. like you said, he is explosively creative yeah. with like. Just like when it comes to like originality and stuff, but also I feel like he's one of my favorite people I've ever played with because I feel like his gift and his talent is always like finding like the thing to play along with you that helps you like get what you like, uh, like helps you communicate through the music even more. Yeah, like he's such a great, like, uh, like Virgil, he's such a good, um. I don't want to say sideman because, like, that's not like I feel like that term it's is a bit like reductive. I yeah, know. yeah, it's definitely like it's not because like, it's not that at all. Like, he's yeah. a great like uh, like uh, in classical music they call it an accompanist, but like yeah. it just complements what you do. Yeah, like yeah. the way he yeah any 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 on um, whatever instrument he's playing, like he plays yeah. keys in my band, yeah. um, and he's such a good like, but like so he, you know, guitar and all it's that. Ridiculous. Yeah, and he whatever <laughs> everyone's doing, he finds a way that it fits, even if it's a genre yeah. of music. We do a lot of stuff that like he didn't necessarily grow up listening to, yeah. but he always finds a way to fit in, and like yeah. I. I've always loved that about him and his music. Like the way he plays is very like it. He gets you where you need to get. He adds what needed to be added. Doesn't add where it doesn't need. It's and as yeah. as musicians, you guys know how valuable that is. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, I know it's you know on, on the socials and all that. Like the um, yeah. you know that you're you're back and forth in with um people like um Summer Gill and Allegra Miles and stuff like that. How like um are you are you looking to kind of um like make music with him and stuff like that and do you ever yeah do that yeah i mean so, so that's what you, the two the two that you mentioned are people that i have and do make music with right. um summer gill and i um i think a lot like a, like a good time before everything went to shit we actually started a band called the tilt shift and then like i got like super busy with like projects and she's working on stuff and like it kind of like faded away but it's still something i want to do she always she brings it up every once in a while when we hang out and she's like are we still in a band and answer is yes summer we're still in a band i promise (laughs) but but, like yeah um so um yeah summer we we've written a lot i've probably written written more with her wrote more with her than anyone else um because of that experience with the band i have like my folder like my i keep all my songs in a green notebook and i have her handwriting is the only other person only other handwriting in that book besides mine because when we write her first off her handwriting is better so why not but also (laughs) like it's very scatterbrained process both because of her and because of me and it just works that way so yeah so i've worked with summer a ton of times um and allegra i've i've worked she's like we've sang together a ton and we're actually working on a, a, a couple of different things um that that we haven't like this uh there's a tune that i do on this set that i want to do with her oh great um, that i want to record with her we've recorded it in the past but um it ended up not working out but i want to um um put her on some stuff but yeah me and allegra allegra's the homie um right. for a beast first off it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like i feel like we have to address the elephant in the room and yeah. she has <laughs> an incredible like extraterrestrial level voice especially wow. for her age um and it's not just her voice that like makes her like beyond her talent beyond its years it's like her music her ear her musicality right songwriting the way she approaches it like everything like she she's got it man she's the homie allegra yeah. like awesome yeah the homie. Yeah, um I, I mean you know it's there, there's a little bit of a at this point you know sort of generational gap i don't think you know we're a little bit sort of far apart in years me and her so um we don't necessarily sort of rub up against each other socially but um mm-hmm. you know like yeah, yeah she probably she's not allowed to go to most of the places y'all play <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right uh, um uh, why don't we um 
seeing as we're talking about it, why don't we have you play a couple of songs? Yeah. Right, cool. Sounds good, man. Do it. So who's our sponsor this week, Hector? Um, our sponsor is uh, Live Music Community. And for those that don't know what Live Music Community is, it is the uh, absolutely stunning, gorgeous, and amazing studios that we are sitting in right now. It is a... Uh, a school uh, music school for kids. It is a obviously a podcast venue. It is a live stream venue. It is a recording studio. Um, you know, just about uh, just about everything except a soup kitchen. So, but <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure if somebody needs it, you know, we we can uh, we can do you know hook them up and turn it into a soup kitchen too. So, <laughs> that being said, uh, we actually have Justin sitting here with us now. And uh, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, you know live music community and specifically uh, Sunday's live stream. Which Sunday's sure. live stream is uh, is going to be a fun one. He's calling it the disaster show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, well, we've been in business for seven years or so now. We were in Jupiter for a long time, and uh, eventually they just kept on raising that rent. And I said, "That's enough," and I left. Right. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> which is funny because I actually like live right down the road, so this was super convenient on top of it. So, yeah. and I got to uh, move closer to, like for instance, your family. Sure. You guys live a little further south, yeah. and so Jupiter was a really big hike, and so that kind of makes that a lot easier as well. Worked for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, the disaster show is uh, it's an exercise in dealing with uh, disaster under pressure. So it's going to be a live stream this Sunday at 7 o'clock, and the entire theme is built around the idea of, like, I remember when I was a kid doing shows and how many crazy things would go wrong, and I'm sure you guys have plenty of stories. I know we have a few stories, sure. you know, from sure. the Nirvana stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, ben had a pigeon land on him last week, so let's, yeah. just, let's just put <laughs> Let's tell that story real quick, because there's, there's going to be no pigeons in here, but, like, that's such a good story. How could we not talk about it? Yeah, so, yeah true. Ben, tell us that story. Okay, so we were playing, and all of a sudden, a pigeon comes in from stage right, starts flying over Hector. Hector kind of Artfully dodges it. Actually slapped me across the face with its wings. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Artfully dodges it. was a little <laughs> bit kind. Um, yeah, and so it starts approaching me. I didn't realize because I was kind of freaking out a little bit, and it turns out I'm a little bit scared of birds. I didn't realize. But it had landed on my head. So I was sitting on my head, and then I kind of – I just thought it was flapping around me. It was actually on my head. And then um, anyway, um, and then I kind of wheeled around, and it landed in front of me on my saxophone. And just sat there for a minute, looked at us all. Um, we were just all staring at it in disbelief and then flew off. So pigeon landing on head. The first time that's ever happened in a gig. Yep. Well, that won't be in the disaster show. I don't know how smart it would be to put pigeons Live in Live pigeons um, in the studio. But yeah, so uh, like one of the things that really made me rem- uh, think to do this is when I was uh, 17, I think, uh, I had a band, and we were getting ready for a show. We packed up all of our gear, and we put all of our cables into one bag. And that's not too uncommon if a band's, you know, really you know, into that kind of thing. They'll just put all their stuff together and no big deal. But I put the, uh, I put the bag on top of my car, and then I drove off. <laughs> and so the cables were all on the car, and we arrived at the show, and we had literally not one single cable. Not a power cable, no instrument cables, no XLRs, nothing. So we had to scramble and figure out how to still put on a show, even though we were so obviously handicapped by not having all that stuff. So I was just kind of, you know, mulling around the idea about a year and a half ago of like, well, what if I 
what if I, you know, because I do, I do teach kids how to deal with disaster on stage. Yeah. Uh, I'll go in there and I'll, I'll knock stuff over. I'll unplug their instruments. I'll detune them. I'll cause feedback. I'll do all sorts of stuff because they do need to understand, like, if something goes wrong, you have to, you're the only one that, that's going to fix it. Yeah. yeah. And you can rely pretty much on the fact that it, any gig, anything that could go wrong will something go wrong. Something will yes. go wrong. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we basically just built the idea around that and... Um, and and your your son is actually a part of it, yeah. which is yep. even funnier because yep. as as many you know disasters on stage we've had, you know, like my amp flat out just blew up on stage before, yeah. and yeah. I had to run in through a DI box and then go you know through the PA system, and it's like when things like that happen, there's nothing you can do then there's nothing you can do but just get through it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I came up with a huge list and I even took some of your suggestions. I asked around on the internet and we just kind of like, I, I just slowly started gathering all these things that I could do to put them through and see, you know, if they could actually achieve success through that kind of, you know, nice disaster. What a great learning so, experience. Yeah. And also it'd be fun to watch. For oh, sure. it'll be a blast. Oh, it'll be hysterical <laughs> And to watch. honestly, that's why I wanted to sponsor this episode is so that musicians could, could get the chance to hear about it because this, every musician is just going to be rolling laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they will not have any help from the chat. Usually when we do a live stream, we got the chat up there and they can see that and communicate, but I can't trust any, that anybody's not going to be like, oh, yeah, look over there. There's something that will help you. And so I don't want that, you know, that happening. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. taking away their phones because nobody's going to be texting them during it. I don't want that. So I really am trying to keep them as honest as possible as well. Uh, but when it comes down to it, every problem that I'm giving them has a solution. Right. So there's nothing they can't – and and – and everything that I'm going to do uh, is something that I've trained them for before. So I'm not yeah. giving them anything that they don't already know how to fix or have fixed in okay. the past. And in my personal opinion, that's what makes my bands uh, here at LMC really good is yeah. that they can deal with things in real time on stage. And, and it's happened plenty of times where, you know, a guitarist, uh, his, he'll break a string or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and they'll deal with it and they'll be just fine. And yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot of other music schools or young performers be able to deal with that. You know, normally yeah. their parents are there and they're setting up the gear for them and they're just kind of like hanging out with their friends. And yeah. it's like, dude, your parents aren't your roadies, man. Like, yeah. let's get this going. I so, wish. I wish my parents yeah. were my roadies. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. At this age, so, it might not be very smart. Right. Well, no, that's true. That's true. Good their Well, let's are. let's uh, let's just really quickly then. Um, I, I you know just for those people that are not familiar with live music community, um, you know, like Justin mentioned, my my son comes here. Um, he's been coming here for seven years, I yeah. think, pro- pro- almost since you opened. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's a drummer, and he's going to be the drummer in the band on on Sunday. That's that's doing this disaster show. But um, but that's the unique thing about live music community. You know, you have you have the music schools that teach your kids. There's some that teach theory. There's some that teach songs. There's some that teach a little bit of both. Um, you know, live community live music community does does kind of all of that, but also teaches your kid how to be in a band situation, um, you know, how to have bandmates, how to deal with the day day in and day out stuff of having bandmates, um, you know, the... the <laughs> Working the, in a creative you know, environment work, with other people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Super hard. Um, you know, and, and then and kind of kind of the business side of it, if you will, you know, like mm-hmm. some of these kids, some of these kids, you know, have started their own Instagram accounts and their own social media and whatever to push the band and, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, they've prior to the pandemic, they were playing a lot of uh, venues and things, you know, where there were swamp grass and places like that, um, where they would go and, and they would 
play a show, you know, at, a, at an actual venue and, and have, you know, <laughs> like a live crowd and everything. So, so those were all things that like, you know, growing up myself, uh, having, having played in bands or whatever, that's all stuff that like, you know, you just have to like learn in the school of hard knocks, you know, you yeah. just kind of figure it out as you go. Being able to be taught that as well as how to use your instrument is, is pretty amazing. Absolutely. And, I mean, I remember in my mid-20s, I was still, you know, I remember being so nervous playing gigs that my gear was going to break. I remember going through three top E strings because I was tightening them up too fast because I was yeah. so stressed out. Yep. You know, and li little things like that, you know, yeah. that, that I would have loved to have been able to learn at a young age because... I literally had to learn it on the job, you know, yep. and it's just well, cool. That's, that's why I'm looking forward to this uh, this disaster show. It'll be interesting to see, you know, some of these kids have been in the school, again, since yeah. the beginning of the school, basically. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how they handle everything that Justin throws at them. And I, I, I know a pretty good handful of the things he's going to throw at them. And oh, let, yeah. <laughs> let me just say, it's going to be fun to watch. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, thank you for sponsoring the episode. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, this is going to be the disaster show for LMC is unemployed youth is the name of the band. They will be playing Sunday night live streaming. Um, I believe the first 30 minutes or so is going to be them trying to get everything hooked up and figure it out. Yeah. Whatever the problems are. And then, or something like that? Is yeah, that so pretty much uh, they'll have 30 minutes to solve as many problems as they can or at least get to a point where they can they can get through it. Right. And then they'll have a 30-minute show. Okay, perfect. So uh, they will basically walk in at 7 o'clock, we'll push record, and they'll be seeing it all for the first time. And the room is going to be trashed. Oh, it's, going to, <laughs> it's not just things are broken, but also there's just clutter everywhere. Right. Okay. I mean, how many stages have you walked on and been like, this is a stage? Well, that's like, just, yeah, yeah, every yeah. punk gig, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every punk gig, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. without fail. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I will be, uh, I'll be kind of moderating it. I'm going to be uh, watching the live chat and I'll... I'll be making you know comments uh, while we're while we're going, so you know I can tell people what the solution is, so that way they can kind of join in the fun of knowing what will fix the situation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll it'll be for every musician who's ever experienced it. It'll be a blast for oh, parents. Yeah. It'll be a blast for, for them. Sure. It's going to be terrible, but. <laughs> Like I said, they've been a band for a really long time. They're very successful in what they do, and they've achieved everything that they've set out to do. So why not give them this one last so the only th really big— The only thing left was to just break everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just see how far we I can push you guys. Like That's awesome. It. So. Awesome. They might end up getting a job in music, and they'll have to change their name. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you sponsoring it. Um, everybody, check out the uh, the live stream Sunday at seven p.m. And um, if you. Uh, uh, have kids that, that want music lessons. If you want music lessons, um, if, if you want to experience uh, being in a band, the band situation, uh, if you have a band and you need to record, if you want to be on one of the live streams, you know, any, any of the above situations, um, hit Justin up here at Live Music Community. Uh, the website, uh, social media, phone numbers, all that stuff will probably be splashing on your screen as we're speaking and, uh, and will definitely be in the show notes. So we appreciate cool. it. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, man. Hey, guys. This is Josh from JM in the Suites. I'm going to do a song called Suffer. It's a single off our upcoming album, South Florida Soul Volume 2, The Feels. It's out on all platforms. Uh, we released it about a year ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it for you now.
never want it easy. But I never want it bad. Girl, and your love, it came down. He gave me everything I had. And when the goal is not easy, babe. song I've written um, for Jamie and the Sweets, and hopefully soon I can record it with the homie, my sister, Allegra Miles. Um, shouts out. Um, but yeah, this song's called Superpower. I think I found my superpower I think it's got something to do with you I think I found my superpower. I think I know just what I'm gonna do. I think I found my superpower. 
that was awesome, Josh. Um, could you tell Thanks, us man. a little Thanks. bit about those two songs you just played? Yeah, man. Suffer is an older song for sure. I wrote that one, like like I told you. I think that was the first song I wrote after Soul Village came out. So like probably a year or two after. Right. Um, that one, I th- I've actually told the story, this story on my Instagram. That one's interesting. That one's inspired by Lady Gaga, um, right. which is strange. But so when Bad Romance came out, um, she was getting interviewed. I, I'm, I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan, but yeah, I mean, that's, so it's not damn. that weird. She's incredible. But, oh. um, but <laughs> um, she was giving an interview on Bad Romance right after it came out. And everybody's like, okay, this is an interesting song. What's it about? She said, have you ever loved someone that you want, you want their um, suffering, their disease, everything that's bad about them? And, yeah. you know, that's kind of a more, um, like, it wasn't, I'm not, the suffer's not the exact same message, but it is, the, it was basically, like, I felt a sense of, like, love, one of the most real elements of love is being willing to do things that, like, you would ordinarily not do or, um, you know, suffer. And I feel like that's, like, suffering is, like, one of the true, most true evidences of true love in some way, you know? Yeah. You know, you don't love somebody that you're not willing to suffer for. It's so. a great theme. And, you know, it's not, I don't know if this is exactly it, but I've definitely falling in love with people's dysfunction before you know what i mean oh like, yeah like oh yeah definitely been there done that yeah yeah <laughs> I, this song's not about that but i mean i mean who knows i don't know but like yeah. it's not supposed to be about that intentionally uh, love yeah. is someone so much that you, that you want to suffer for them that's mm-hmm. that's yeah uh, that's and that's finding heavy. the right person you know all that stuff i think is important but i think it's a beautiful thing when you know the right two people or the right however you know like when the right people find you know, find each other and feel that way about each other, and it I think that's be, what like true love is. It can be beautiful yeah. if the wrong two people find each other. Sometimes, yeah, it can be beautiful too. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, so it, ha- it happens. It can make for a good song or movie or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, but suffering for your love, what a what a perfect thing to write yeah, like yeah. a soul about. It's such a soulful subject. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, right? yeah. It is. And your voice, I, I seriously like. I you know for for the show, prepper for the show, listened to a bunch of your stuff and. Um, and then just to sit here and, and witness it and listen to it live, like, dude, your voice, seriously, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank like, you, man. Just Appreciate very, that. you know, you're using the word soulful, very soulful, it, like it, very it, powerful. It must yeah, be a man. little, I, I can imagine it's a bit embarrassing having people go on about, having grown men go on about how much they love I appreciate it. I, take, I appreciate the love, man. I really do. It makes me, you know, like I, 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 you know, I do it to make people feel good. So, you know. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. That's awesome. What was the second one about? So the second one's a new one. That's like I wrote that's not, that song's not even like uh like latter half of quarantine. Um right. that song's called Superpower. That's also about love. But yeah. um it's also about uh it's about like being in a situation kind of like almost uh, now that I think about it, now that I've done it back to back, it's almost like the, the the two subjects are foils to each other. It's about love, right? It's about intense love for someone, but it's also um the love, like, we know how we talk about loving someone's dysfunction and stuff, but there's yeah. also a, another quality of love is that, like, you like who you are more because of this person. Or oh, you yeah. Like, yeah. You like other parts yeah. of your life that have nothing to do with necessarily, like, directly relate to your love with this person, but yeah. it's always a good thing. Like, somebody's love makes, like, all kinds of parts of your lives of your life better. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a superpower. Sure. Um, so, like... I'm picturing a time in my life. I, a time in my life, like, with my, my first girlfriend, you know, and I, I don't just remember feeling like that. Like... Like elevated, like like sort yeah. of pumped up. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for me, um, it's about like my current relationship, and it's right. definitely been like I've been through like all kinds. You know, like w- you know, like uh, we've all have like who, who like, it's, it's planet Earth. We've yeah. all been through all kinds of stuff, and a lot of us, the kind of stuff we've been through has to do with relationships, right? Sure. And um, gives you something to write about. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. But like you know, I had definitely had experiences in the past w- with relationships and other situations that are like relationships, whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, where it's like, oh, this is a lot of fun, but like every other era of my life is suffering right now. But this is a blast, you know, whatever, you know. Um, 
And you know, I just remember at one point being in, in like my current relationship and being like, oh my gosh, like so like like I realized how much like residual stress can come from being in those like in a situation where it's like, yeah, okay, you may be having whatever fun you're having, but like it's like like everything else is stressing you out so much more because you're behind the ball or whatever, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's not just like, oh yeah, like this makes me like uh I'm more like on my shit. But it also like you. in general, like you like in, in you know, in a lot of different ways. Um, you feel like you know, like you, you, you like you have a superpower. So I wanted to like write a song about that. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah appreciate yeah. it. And Allegra's gonna sing it with me, and it'll be that much more beautiful when you do. Nice. Sis. Cool. <laughs> All right. So why don't we take a look at your pedal board? Because we've been doing this with yeah. everyone we've had on, and it's one of my favorite bits of the uh, of the show. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. This um, is uh, Ben's. I like to call this Ben's shopping corner because he <laughs> he looks at people's pedal boards and then he goes, "I got to get me one of those." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this my pedal board is pretty basic because you know, like most of the sing, most of the playing I do, I also sing. You know, yeah. So um, I, I try to keep it as simple as possible, but I, you know, like kind of everything's about soulfulness and expression to me. Only thing that's not on here because I had to get didn't get a power adapter that's worth mentioning is the uh, I have a Qtron Plus pedal. Right. Um, like the, uh, the 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 envelope filter it gives me like that like R and B squishy like Tom Mish sound, which and I love right. it to death. Yeah. Um, okay. Love it to death. I might switch for another one, but I still love it to death. Um, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, I guess let's get to it. I guess, I guess we'll start from where my signal goes in at. We have your crybaby wah, yeah. your standard, which I've actually modded. Um, right. I opened up the back of it and I turned like the dial. So it's, uh, it's not quite as big. Yeah, oh, no, I just kind of moved the range down a little oh. bit. So like when you move it forward, it doesn't give you, you're not getting as far into the, uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. more of the like the deeper, because yeah. I'm like, I, the wall that I like is more of like a funkadelic, sure. deeper throaty type wall. So uh, Honestly, Mike had I a mini it, one that sounds great, so I just basically tried to make it sound as close to that as possible. <laughs> that makes total sense, and a, a lot of people prefer the Voxes for that very reason, you know, because yeah. they yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't tried it, but um, I, that, I might do that next, but yeah, so that's, I'm, I modded that, and I don't think I made any other mods to that. Right. Um, into the Tube Screamer, which is great. Um, yeah. I used the, I, so the Tube Screamer, which I, I didn't learn until like a few years ago from my bandmates, like, yeah, you idiot, it's not a primary, uh overdrive pedal but i used it as that for a long time now i pretty much use it as like a over you know overdrive for the overdrive to add more intensity so i just had the level turned up drive turned down yeah but I, I also I've use it one. today used, for I those it. songs i just used the, the overdrive it's a good intimate little drive and it's, it's great also, for color you know like yeah. that's why i use it for on my acoustic i i use it as like for the for the solo parts and it just changes the color of the yeah you know, it and gives it plays them. well with so many great other i i Play it. It's my favorite pedal to play through the the wah. Yeah. It's also my favorite pedal to play through Qtron, which isn't up there right now. But yeah, yeah. Um, then you have the light speed, great. You know, I call it because I grew up in like contemporary like white churches, and you have like the you know the, the church band sound like Coldplay. So I call that my like <laughs> church drive <laughs> because like if I'm doing a church gig, it's the perfect drive for that. But it's like a light drive, a lot of definition. That yeah. frequency knob is great because you can yeah. you the more you turn it, the more like. You know, the more definition you get out yeah, of the... Yeah, uh, because of the bite. Yeah, 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 it's great. And it's it's almost like I can play, you can play ballads on it. It's great. Um, cool. The Marsh, the Marsh, um, I love. Yeah. Um, 
That's a local. Um, I, I don't know what his first name is, but I think it might, yeah, it, I it might be Brian. Either. But he's out of Miami. Marsh. He makes amps and I have one of and those pedals. Yeah, exactly. They sell my Wolf guitars, and yeah. he's a local guy. And he makes great stuff. You're a South Florida guy, definitely. If you're gonna spend, you know, if you're gonna make an investment on a pedal, definitely give it to a guy that's make, that's local, making good product. And yeah, shout out to Marsh yeah. Amplification. I I had a Marsh amp, and it was great. It was yeah. like a Fender kind of clone. And it was yeah, really and awesome. and then the customer service is unbelievable, especially if you yeah. live in South Florida. If you if you're on a gig and your aunt conks out you know like or he'll drive one to you you know like he's the homie yeah. um he's incredible i haven't met him yet hopefully he will someday but yeah that's like my um it's like my beefy overdrive um i'll use it for like big choruses and stuff power chord stuff um it's like definitely one of my favorite ones lately um it's a, it's a mix between when i want to do power chord stuff but i still want to play fast right and and get have definition um, and I don't want it to be like like all luscious and like thrown together. When I want that, I do the next pedal, the little big muff, which is like my favorite pedal. Honestly, it's a fuzz right, pedal, yeah. but it, I just love it. And I I like the, one. I like the way I use it personally. I feel like I use it in a way that doesn't. I use it in like my favorite genre to use it in is R and B, and I feel like it has like this real heavy and in a way like real sexy like tone. It's just right. very passionate. It's just out and it's just yeah. like rude and it's great i love it yeah Yeah, and if you play really nice melodies with it it gives it like a presence um another uh next is the tape machine delay which is just your basic like you won't you you don't have to spend more than 50 dollars on it i needed a delay i needed an analog tape delay that'll do the things that tape delay does yeah change the speed on it it'll oscillate it'll do all the things that a tape machine does doesn't take up room on your pedal board. I got a pretty weak delay pedal. What's that? how much do those ones go tape for? Tape machine, you, like you bro, reverb, forty five dollars, fifty dollars, right. and it's your basic. Like you have a time knob, yeah. You have a repeat knob. You have a level knob. Yeah. You know, and Maybe you know, like, and it's you're all set. <laughs> I don't like to, you know, like I said, I'm singing most of the time. I don't like to mess around with it too much. But if I do, yeah. I don't want to be too hard. Yeah. Um, you can do like the Frank Ocean vibes and stuff like that with that. Uh, yeah, I actually cool. run that through. I actually, I'm getting another one of these, and I'll run that one through uh, my Qtron pedal. Right. Because when running a delay through an envelope filter gives it a little bit of extra squish. Yeah. Which I like. Then you got your tuner, and then you got like you know industry standard whatever volume pedal. Everybody's got that one, right? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't 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 need power, which I love. And then I have the the Hall of Fame um, mini reverb. Which I like a lot because you know, like it's a great re- It's like you know, like like it's a great reverb for the money, and you can make it sound like whatever you want because it's got the tone print thing. Yeah, you know, you get on the app and you find a reverb that you like, and you can literally through the pickups on your guitar, like change the reverb on your Hall of Fame. I actually have the Henrik Linder right now, the bass player from Dirty Loops. His is preset on there, but I barely use it because I like delay more. Sure. And then that's this is like my favorite piece of gear that I have right now is the last one that Rowan Loop Station. I Look love at the it size of that thing. It's yeah. so small. I, I, barely I had there. a hard time when when you were when I was looking at it earlier. Like you said, it was something about it being a loop station, and I, and I thought, man, that, that's tiny. Yeah, yeah. That's my <laughs> never, favorite thing. About never it. seen yeah, like yeah. usually these loop pedals are the size of your whole pedal board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's based, like what you see is what you get with it. Which yeah. I don't need any more than that. I'm not like Ed Sheeran or Bernhoff. Like I, sure, I'm not yeah. a huge loop. I have a band, so I don't do. Um, a lot of loop stuff. Yeah. All I need is when I practice to be able to lay a little thing down. And you can loop up to 10 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, it's great. And I actually found this version specifically, this color and version off of Wish.com because the only place I could find it. If you're not familiar with, like, the sketchy discount site that takes forever to get you stuff. but <laughs> Shout out to Wish. Right. Shout out to Wish.com. <laughs> right? you, who, like, you, the, you random Facebook ads for, for shit that you're just like, okay, what? Um, anyway. 
Um, I got it off of Wish because the only place it was available, and the reason that I got it isn't for the color, but it's for the fact that it has a speed variation on it. And okay. so I can make a loop, and I can make that loop go one and a quarter speed, which I barely use, but, you know, it's cool. But my favorite, favorite thing to do, and, my, like, one of the like the coolest things I've found in forever is it has a reverse thing. So you can have yeah. a loop. Then you flip the switch, and then the loot plays in reverse. Yeah. Which I, 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 it's the only thing I found, especially at this price point, that does anything like that. And yeah. it's I'm in love with it. It's helped me so much with writing. And it's, it's awesome. unbelievable, and I love it to death. That can sound really great, too, as like a, an effect over the band. You know what I mean? I, you know, someone who I don't know. So I watched it. I asked Sierra about it when she came on, and, I, and, and she wasn't. 100% sure I was talking about I think but um, I noticed one time when she was um, I was watching some live stream of one of her gigs and she was she was using her looper almost like a delay like not having the band play along with the yeah. loop but just like having it in there as like a as like a layer you know mm-hmm. sounded super awesome I know exactly what you're talking about I've seen her do it like, yeah, she, yeah 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 she's, she's, and she's great she's way better than I am with a looper man she's yeah, she's she's badass with that thing, but yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I yeah, like, I, so for me, like, I I don't have those skills, and and yeah. Um, so I just figured, let me get something small, like yeah. pedal board space is like my number one priority always. Yeah. So yeah, so I got a, a few little mini ones on there. <laughs> we had uh, we had what, Joey Calderio here a couple of weeks ago on the show, and that guy was like crazy ridiculous on the looper yeah he, he was a oh, loop man. master yeah <laughs> i bet i bet yeah. he kills it yeah. you know like you my my guitar player i have to shout him out um michael perry he's a he's my guitar player my lead guitar player um he's the homie love him to death uh yeah. we go way back um you met him a ton of times i mean yeah, he's one of those yeah. guys he's, up, he's a very nice guy you know he's the homie yeah. um it's but been, his pedal board is legit i mean he's an engineer i don't like i don't know how if that's relevant but he likes to build stuff and his pedal board's got like a flip level and stuff. He, you could do like a whole <laughs> Mike Mike's pedal board episode. <laughs> Shouts out to Mike. You know, pedal board the- record collection. I see you. <laughs> Although on the record collection, I got you, and we'll talk about it later. Anyway, we're not planning on stopping doing this anytime soon. Soon, soon so you never know. It might end up on here at some point, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So thank, thanks so much for um, showing us all your stuff, playing yeah, us man. some amazing songs, and uh, yeah. giving us a little me. bit of an insight into uh, where all of this beautiful music comes from. Thanks, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys had me over, man. This yeah. is awesome what you guys are doing here, man. And like, best of luck. Anything you guys need me need for me, I got y'all. All right, it's awesome. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. So the last thing we usually do is we uh, we have we we talk about the the shows that are happening. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so you've got uh, you've got a show coming up Friday at TCB, is it? Oh uh, yeah, Tequesta T- Brewing Company. So okay. TBC, TBC, yeah, um, okay. out in uh, Tequesta, um, <laughs> um, <on the> Martin, <laughs> like near the Martin County line. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. So I'll be there. Um, we have we're there every month with the trio, but uh, this Friday will be super special one because Great White Mike, Michael Perry, he's joining us, right. and on um, the next day we're working on that project. And that project that I can't tell you about, yeah. we're going to be working on uh, some stuff for the for that project at the show. So if you find oh, cool. out, if you want to like if you like like apparently if you like a lot of people in our DMs and like on my text, you want to find out what Jamin the Sweets has been up to for the last year. So come out to the show Friday, um, yeah. seven to ten. Yeah, for sure. And we'll put uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. We'll put a link in the YouTube uh, video and everything. All this stuff is going to drop uh, midnight tomorrow night, Thursday. Um, so for those that are listening and watching, uh, you know, if you're listening and watching on Friday morning, you'll you'll have plenty of notice, and you can cancel all your Friday night plans and go out and check out yeah, check out through, the we'll take guys care out. of you. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then at this point, we do our shameless killbillies plug. Of you course, know? this mm-hmm. is where we uh, where we tell you uh, all the wonderful places that you can see my my beautiful face and Ben's beautiful face. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and uh, so Friday night we're here in Jensen Beach at Taco Tiki. Yep. Uh, Saturday, Ben and James are doing a duo at uh, the Jupiter. 
Um, Square Grouper. Square Grouper, yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the afternoon, I think, what is it, 3 to 6? That's it. Yep. You got it. Yep. And then uh, Saturday night, we're, uh, we're we're back at Connolly's in West Palm Beach. Uh, yeah. Love that place. Shout out to Caitlin and the crew over there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sunday, uh, I guess we're just sunning ourselves on the beach. And then uh, Monday, Monday is a holiday, so Monday we're doing a three to six at Pirates Cove That's in it. uh, it's, it's Stewart. Like Stewart yeah. Ooh, there, ooh, yeah. I might be on. I might be on yeah. Mike's boat. We might have to roll through on that one. Oh, there <laughs> you go. There That's you awesome. go. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun place. I played that place years ago with another band, um, but it was it was a fun place. It's yeah, a cool, yeah. It's a cool spot. It's, it's been a minute. Um, we haven't played there since um, since the shutdown, so it'd be nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. got the two rooms, don't they? They got the upstairs where they have like a bar area, and yeah. then also down by the uh, um, tiki bar. I think we're down on the down yeah bit because you know it's for it's for everyone's festivities. That's yeah, the better man. spot, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like that's where the party's at. Me. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was it was an absolute pleasure meeting you, having you on here. Likewise, um, man. Likewise, you know, man. I know you and Ben go back a little ways. Uh, we now we now go back about. Two hours, so. Hey, yeah. so two very fun so, hours. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, all the all the uh, uh, we're, we're going to put all your links to all your all your stuff. Both both, uh, if you don't mind, both uh, JM and the Sweets and your hip hop stuff. If you don't okay, mind, I'll, good, I'll put yeah. all your links in the show notes. We'll put it all in the in the YouTube video. Um, you know, get all that stuff out there, and and we appreciate having you. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks man. for having me. Thank yeah. you guys, man. Thank cool. you. All right. Yeah. See you later, guys. See you later, guys. See ya.